Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Laugh Button Network. Today's guest, week 23 of the pandemic. Born and raised in Los Angeles, California, she is the Associate Production Supervisor on Supermarket Sweep. We were so impressed we decided to have her on. She has been a script coordinator for the Emmy Awards, a game show contestant coordinator involved with several with casting of several shows, has worked in production across the board for an array of shows such as Dr. Phil, Masterminds, BattleBots, MasterChef, Latin Music Awards, and Showtime at the Apollo. And fun fact, she claims to be of Japanese descent, but I will have to take a word for it because due to the pandemic and mass, I've never actually seen her face. It's Casey Masamitsu. Hey, guys. How's it going? I was so weird that I thought of that. Like, we worked together for, I don't know, two plus weeks, three weeks, and I haven't seen your face. Well, my last name is pretty Japanese, so I think that's a solid receipt. (laughs) But I I couldn't tell just from from looking at you. Maybe it's the glasses. I don't know. Um, You know, most people can't, to be honest. It's a fun game of, uh, you know, what what am I? Because a lot of people think they know. (laughs) But your parents are first generation. Your first generation. They're 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 from Japan. My well, my dad, my dad is uh, Japanese. Um, My grandparents, uh, my grandmother on my dad's side is first generation American. My grandfather was born in Japan. Um, My mom is uh, pretty much anything but Japanese. She's quite white. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, she is, uh, she is from the East coast. The e- um, oh. but I am, yes, I'm half Japanese, half, uh, East half coast, a bunch of European. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good mix. Now you do know that I grew up in Japan. Go ahead, Neil. Small tell her, for you tell her. Throw that out there. Go ahead, Neil. Tell no, me. I, yeah, I, I grew tell up, me. I grew up in Okinawa and I grew up in Tokyo. So there you go. I'm, I'm half Japanese. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Neil couldn't be less. Do you speak Japanese? I don't. I, you know, I used to speak it somewhat. Um, my grandmother uh, raised us speaking Japanese and then she realized that my dad and all of his brothers married white women, and it was kind of uh, it, was over. it was kind of rude for us to all speak a language that <laughs> our, our moms couldn't speak with us. Um, but I, I can understand a little bit. I understand uh, food the most. If you want to talk about food in <laughs> Japanese, I guess. Well, have you, you have but, you gone back to Japan and visit and, and spend uh, time there? Not, or not yet. Really? This was supposed to be the year, oh, and uh, shit. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe not now. Yeah, no, but ever. definitely on the list. Nice. I um, on the list as well. Okay, so let's go go back to where did you go to school? Where did you uh, you born and raised in Los Angeles? Where did you go to school out there um, and college? Tell us. Yeah, uh, I was. You know, I'm what uh, <laughs> what some people would call Valley trash. I was born and raised <laughs> in uh, the San Fernando Valley. Kind of grew up all over. Um, went to high school at a very small. Uh, 
Arts High School in Van Nuys. Um, and then I went to Santa Monica College for my AA. And at the time I was starting my career in film production and I uh, started over at CSUN, but uh, my career was kind of up and running. And so I put my bachelor's on hold. Um, still want to get it someday, but put it on hold for now. So as of now, I'm a graduate of Santa Monica College. <laughs> wow. You put your bachelor's on hold to go into TV production? Yeah. You know, it, it, it. it's funny because my, you know, TV production was, was not necessarily my original goal. What was it? Um, what was your original goal? I went to school for theater. Um, I just, I have a lifelong, you know, love affair with theater. So you're, um, you're in front of the camera. So why all of a sudden, wait, I looked up some, are you the, did you do voiceover work? I did. And what is, Aunt, were you an Aunt Bully? I was. And so this is Aunt Bully was a, a animated film, and you did VO voiceovers for as the voice I of Shigo. Is that what it is? Yep, I was one of the. Uh, it's certainly not a a primary character. One of just like one of the little kids is in. There's a scene with a bunch of little kids, and I was the voice of one of those children. And um, really, really still love voiceover as well. Voiceover is a lot of fun. Um, but originally my path was to do more of the acting side and then I kind of got into the production side. Um, you why, know, <laughs> why did it change for money? Yeah, I mean, I mean is this a money issue or like, you know what I mean? Like you decided I can't make anything in front of the camera. I could make stuff behind the camera. Let's go in that direction. Yes and no. Okay. Um, when I was a senior in high school, my dad was diagnosed with a really rare form of ALS um, oh my God. and so I kind of put, I certainly don't want to say that I put my dreams on hold because I don't feel that way, but I, I made the decision to kind of shift my career into something that I would have a better chance of making money <laughs> than, um, than acting. Yeah. And, um, and can so you, I, do you feel like in LA you can do both or is it impossible? You mean do both, you know, pursuing yeah, can you, theater and doing production? Yeah, because once you get into the production side, you've been like working like crazy. And so you go from show to show and it's, it's there's so much work. And but it's is it hard to step out of that and 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 do both, you think? Or I don't know. I think it is. right. I, I think it is hard. Yeah. Um, you know, they both in their own ways are full time jobs. You yeah. know, as an actor, you're. In, in a lot of the same ways you are in production, you're constantly putting yourself out there, whether it's submitting yourself for auditions or going to auditions or trying to find projects. Um, and, and that in itself can be quite time consuming. And, you know, production's the same way. Um, I've been very fortunate to get in with a bunch of really great people that remember me for some reason and bring me on show to show with them. Um, so I, I've been very fortunate that in my career in production, I've never been out of work for too long. Um, but, you know, it's the same thing. When you're looking for a gig, you know, you're constantly calling people and sending emails and texts. Hey, I'm available, you know, whatever you need kind of thing. Um, so I, I would say it is hard to do both, uh, but nothing is impossible. What's and the, if you what's have the, the stamina to do both, go for it. What's <laughs> the longest show you've worked on production-wise? Like what, what, what is the length of these things? Like three months, four um, months? It depends. Um, I, I did many seasons of the voice, which is, uh, two seasons a year. Um, we were only off 
in a calendar year, we were only off maybe two and a half months. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it's a a long, a long gig, but most of them, you know, most of them range anywhere from a month to, you know, three months, depending on the project. And what's your, what typically on for at least a month. And what's your first breakout into that? Where, how do you break into that? Like, what's your first thing you got? Yeah. How did you, uh, according to your resume, you've done basically everything you can do on all productions. Yeah. You've done everything. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you break in? How do you break into the biz? So my, my very first job in production was I was, um, a transcriptionist for the Dr. Phil show. Um, and the doctors. So I uh, basically would take any of their, for the doctors, let's say I would take uh, their clips of them performing surgeries or their kind of field clips of them interviewing um, different guests on the show. And I would uh, transcribe them and turn them back in. Um, These are typically used for either, uh, you know, producers to review to kind of look over what they want to keep in the edit. Um, They can also be used for closed captioning eventually. Um, so that was kind of my first so you're a ma- job. You're, you're a master typist. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> I, Wait, I, so. When I was really transcribing, I was pretty fast. So oh, I, I would like to think that's that pretty I'm good. good. Wait, so how do you get that typist. job, though? That's the question. Like, where does that job come from? Like, you just see it at college or you see it on the boards or you, some friend tells you? Or? Yeah, I saw it, um, you know, to be totally honest, it was so long ago, I don't remember, but I believe I saw it on the internet and I just, you know, decided to apply and see what would happen. At the time I had no TV credits. Um, I had no experience in production, but I could type. Um, (laughs) so that's, uh, and that was kind of the opening to that door. And then from there I was, um, not, not certainly not promoted, but I I shifted into becoming the PA for the accounting department, which is random. Okay. Um, but that was my first kind of boots on the ground actual experience in the meat of production. And uh, from from there, you know, <laughs> it's funny because after I did that job, I um, I kind of took a pause and I. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. I uh, <laughs> wanted is. to take a break from production, not not because I wanted to take a break because I was tired, but because I I was very young and I was like, I feel like I need some real world experience outside of production to see if this is really what I want to do. So I bounced around to some other odd jobs, you know, entry level kind of kind of things and I just found my way making it back to production and two years later I ended up on The Voice and I have not looked back. That's wild. Well, according to this also you work for a, a, a lot of different production companies so is there like a, a pool or like a master database somewhere that people go okay we need somebody who could fill this and then they go to this this like pool of or you, it's just all word of mouth, so you bounce around by word of mouth to all these production companies because it's like Game Show Network, Red Orange Production, CBS, Fremantle. Like, wh- how is this? You know, you 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 must be well known by all these production companies now. Well, I think you're giving me a lot of credit. But I, <laughs> I just asked. I don't um, know. We're I, asked. That's why you're here. We don't have any idea. Yeah. yeah. We're both, um, you know, a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, you know, a lot of it is, you know, friends telling friends, 
Um, I have friends ask me all the time, hey, you know, I need this role. Do you know anyone who's available? So it's a lot of that. Um, to be honest, Facebook has been a great resource for jobs. Um, I'm a part of a few Facebook groups uh, with very credible people that will offer work. Um, LinkedIn and Staff Me Up are other good ones where a lot of companies will post that they need a position and you apply. Yeah, but um, wait a second. You, they're positions, but there are like you've done script assistant, wardrobe assistant, travel yeah. coordinator, <laughs> audience and guest coordinator, contestant coordinator. Like, ha, I mean, they either either somebody really likes you and is throwing you in the pool constantly and you figure it out or you're learning constantly from a lot of different people. Um, you'll just be like, I'm available to do, have you ever done contestant coordination before? No. Well, go for it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why do they trust you with this? You must be pretty good. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of the best thing about script department, to be honest, is, uh, you know, for the most part, people don't really know what script department does. Um, but for <laughs> Again, the people that's... that do script department, it's true. It's kind of funny. It's, it's a running joke in, you know, in my script friends, um, but many of the uh, skill sets that you that make you a good uh, script supervisor or script coordinator translate over into virtually every department. And as a script supervisor, it's really the one department. Um, production as well, but it's in a different way. Um, but script department is really the one department where you have to know everybody and you have to um, become familiar with their workflows. Um, because often you need something from every department. You need, you know, a list of stuff from contestant department, you know, for supermarket, excuse me, supermarket sweep, for example, you know, who are the, who are the uh, contestants that might be playing today? You know, you talk that out with them and they give you their list and all their one sheets. And so you, you get that from a lot of departments and script departments. Okay, so wait, wait, as wait. long as you can... Explain script department then. What falls under script department? We have two minutes left in this segment, so I want to hear. Explain what goes on in script department. Script department uh, <laughs> is, a, is a big umbrella of what it means. But ultimately, script department is responsible for anything with information um, is ingested and distributed through script department. So for me, I build out a script um, a writer will send me a script that more often than not just looks like words. It's not formatted in the way that we all know a traditional script to look like, where dialogue's in the middle and blah, 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 blah. So I'm the person that does that and breaks that out into what's called an item number. An item number will go into what's called a rundown. And the rundown is almost like a table of contents for the show, for people who are not going to read the entire script but need to know where things are happening. Um, we're also responsible for communicating with if we need union stand-ins um, we do stuff for stand-ins we make any list you can imagine that needs to be <laughs> distributed through the department um, we make all the lists um, people people refer to us as the information superhighway and that's probably the best and shortest way to all right uh, define script department all right let me we have like 30 seconds left so tell me what you want to do in production so now you you you're in the the information highway section of this, but mm -hmm. but you've obviously you're in the middle of it all. You've seen the directors, you've seen the the assistant directors, you've been on costuming, you've done everything. What is your dream job now? The you know my my next dream job. I feel like this changes often, but my next <laughs> dream job honestly is to go in the late night. Eventually, I would love to 
come out your guys' way and do uh, my dream shows if I was allowed to pick would be either Last Week Tonight or um, The Daily Show. Oh, wow. Cool. There you go. Nice. There you go. All right. Back to New York or to New York for the first time. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the second corner. Our second corner today is I want to talk about Supermarket Sweep. So now that I've seen what you get to do on that production, how we worked on this behind the scenes for eight months. So we started talking about this. We were supposed to be out there in like March and they kept moving it back. So have you been involved the whole time behind the scenes or when do you get hired? Who hires you? Does Fremantle hire you? Or do you know any of these people going in? Like Chantal Anderson is like the head of the department. So does she hire you? Tell me your background on getting onto this project. So uh, Chantal Anderson, my my lovely first and one of my dearest friends, um, she is typically who will get the call for the hire and then she brings me on with her. Um, it's rare that it's the other way around because normally you would hire your department head and then they staff their department. Um, we had been talking to Supermarket Sweep um, early this year, I want to say January, um, about coming on for when it was originally the March, the March run. And our first week of Supermarket Sweep was supposed to be the week of the shutdown. <laughs> so we never quite made it for the, uh, the initial leg. Um, and then when we... And then we weren't on it um, from that time to when we actually started. We did other projects and we weren't involved. And then we became involved um, uh, mid-July, mid to end of July, right before I met you, Lenny. And uh, we we were ready to go. We were really excited. Um, we were both really excited when we so, initially got the call. So is she a Fremantle employee? And then... No. Oh, okay. No, so everybody's sort of freelance everything. Folks. And then there's somebody somebody at some level puts a whole production team together and they start Correct. with, they get her, and then she goes, I'll get the rest. Correct. Oh, wow. Now, there, when the pandemic hits, there's just everyone's like miserable. Miserable. <laughs> like, as I Same mean, are you, are, you, are you finding jobs in the pandemic or not really? I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, as Lenny mentioned earlier, I've been very fortunate to, you know, cast during the pandemic. Uh, casting is a unique department in that a lot of it already was from home. So it's, mm. it's not hard necessarily for people to cast, um, at least in the initial phases. Of course, you ideally want to meet people face to face and have, you know, have those kind of conversations, but there's a lot of work around. And so I've been very fortunate to keep myself busy that way. Um, or you're casting and, the contestants for the supermarket. No, no, no. Oh. I, I've been casting uh, a variety of shows for, for vice. Oh, um, okay, cool. There you go. So that's She's been always my, working. Uh, that's quarantine yeah. gig. <laughs> is this a good? Is this is a um? You get paid by time on the on the show, or do you get paid by? Is it like an hourly? You fill out timesheets, or you get paid by the episode? Like I get paid by the episode. So, sure. So do you get paid by the, how you get paid by the? How do they know how long you're working during the day? I mean, like, how do they chart your? Or you're just on salary until for the length of a project. Yeah, for the most part, uh, script department works. <laughs> script department works uh, many, many, many hours to be considered uh, an hourly pay. So, script department is often um, salary. Script department's starting to sound like Five Club. You know, Five Club. You know, <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk about script department. Yeah, I know, I know. You know. 
it's a secret <laughs> club. We've never heard about it. You know, it, it's a really small, it's a really small group of people um, that actually do script department. And it's, it's interesting because script department, um, and I probably should have said this when you asked earlier, script department is actually the department that you would want to get into if your end goal is to be either a director or a stage manager. Oh. So a lot of people uh, start in script department and then transfer out to more often than not become a stage manager or maybe an AD. So the people that actually stay in script department itself, it's a very small uh, group of folks. Interesting. And that's what you want to eventually do, go into being an AD or a director? You know, <laughs> my caveat to say that is not necessarily. Um, okay, just throwing I, it out there. You know, you know, it would it would be amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think my ultimate end goal is to do uh, something more on the creative side. You know, creative producing or something more that side. But script department is really fun, and like I said, it it but, offers skill sets that I think are essential to whatever you want to do in well, this industry. Does it pay well? Yeah. All right. Good. I mean, well enough. <laughs> so, what did you think of supermarket? What yeah. did you think of? What did you think like, of our production as a whole? Were you surprised that they pulled this whole thing off? You know, not because of you know the capability of the production team. Obviously, we had you guys know we had a big production team, and I personally want to give a shout out to uh, the team that ensured our safety. I yeah, felt yeah, very they safe. they did a time. they did a great job. I was just so I was just as I was watching L.A. melt down on TV because we're in New York watching L.A. <laughs> just have an absolute meltdown. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, this is over. Yeah, we were but, we yeah. obviously we were on the plane once. Leslie, and I, I mean Neil wasn't. We're a week ahead of them for them coming out, but we were three days away from getting on the plane the first time, and then they had shut it down, um, and looked like. It wasn't going to be on the Disney lot, so that was like okay. They had to decide. ABC had to decide whether they're going to go on. And then a week later, while my head was, you know, when I had my gun in my hand, <laughs> going to I, blow my head. I off. do miss they not like, getting tested, though. I was, yeah, I, 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 I need to get off. tested because it made me feel good every day. Yeah, Neil, Neil needs to get tested every two days, just, <laughs> just for now on, for now on, which was a luxury. Just forever. But now they didn't give it to us on the way back. They tested us before we got on the plane, but they didn't test us after we got off the plane. So got we've it. lived in paranoia ever since. Don't worry, Neil will always. Yeah. Be so paranoid. when you walk on the set and this we're into this whole new world, you're like, okay, this is gonna work. I this could work. Like you, everyone feels like that from the production side right away. Right away. Yeah, I I it was my first time being back on set during you know a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, for me, I had a lot of concerns because as you know, uh, script department is a lot of paper and it's a lot of talking to people and yeah. handing stuff out. And so I was, you know, not, not concerned that the production wouldn't handle it. I just didn't know what it would look like yeah, um, that's because kind I of had crazy, no, right? you know, scope, no frame of reference. And I, um, I was I was very impressed. I felt very safe. Um, they set the bar very high for any other projects I would participate in that involves an onset element. Um, and I was very proud. And and I know it's going to be a great show. Um, people, you know, people need to laugh right now. And who better to, you know, 
invoke those belly laughs than Miss Leslie Jones. <laughs> yeah. And well, you, still. Neil. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, wait, did you? Wait, I got a quote COVID question. Did you get uh, Did you get COVID talked to at all? I got a bunch of COVID talk. <laughs> Every day. She kept, Every day. she hit me on my mask. I had bad mask etiquette for the first like, Let me just tell days. the audience. There were people walking around from that medical people telling people you're standing too close together. You're, yeah. You need to wear a mask now. Yeah, if you get close to Leslie, they would basically shoot you if you weren't wearing a mask. So, I mean, not only a mask, but a helmet. You know, yeah, well, like, see, because I was with Bethel, and so she, me and Bethel would always throw the person off because we were like, we're together, we're in a room together, we share a trailer together, but she doesn't know that, the COVID lady, so she would constantly be like, what are you two doing? And I'd be like, we're about to kiss. And then she, <laughs> but she didn't think that was funny at all. <laughs> so wait, you got COVID talked to too? Oh yeah, every day. Every, oh, wow. every morning I would come and get my oh, yeah, temperature the, taken, yeah. fill out my, you know, little, I have, I'm not, I'm asymptomatic. I'm not experiencing any, you know, anything. No, 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 and then talk. would have a conversation. No, no, no. Yeah. We had that. We, we had, had that, that every day. We're we were talking about writer. I was standing on the floor and Neil and I were having a discussion of where I wanted to put him or when I wanted him to come in on what line. And then like a lady would come in and go, you guys are standing a little too close together. Just distance yourself a little yeah. bit. And I'm trying to explain to her. Oh, I can't oh, hear oh, him. <laughs> I can't hear him. They would the come out of nowhere. Hanger. Yeah, they would come out. Uh, thankfully, no, oh, okay. because as as you guys saw, I was pretty much a lone wolf with our yeah. wonderful teleprompter operator, Kevin Brin. Um, we were pretty much by ourselves, and we um, we had a good distance between us, so what? no one uh, no one at least ever said anything to my face. Yeah, <laughs> was, if they did, they wore a mask. They they uh, they pulled. She gave up. That lady gave up. Like she just would just. I would be talking to somebody on the set. And I wasn't even that close to anybody. But then all of a sudden, she would just walk up to me and hand me one of those face shields to go over my mask. Like, okay, I I wasn't, there was people around talking to me. You know, they're not wearing face shields. I don't know. She just picked on me personally as the the go-to for, I guess I wouldn't yell at her. Maybe that was it. I respected what she did, which she, and she did a good job. So we were safe. But in general, how did you feel the production went? Like as soup to nuts? Was it like typical? Was it, um... You know, smooth. Was it rocky? Did we, you know, time-wise, did we pull it off? Like, got too many changes. Com- yeah, or compare was it, it to other <laughs> productions. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think, I think this production in particular had a lot. Uh, how, a lot we, what we really, wa- what we really want to know is how many times were you like fucking Lenny? <laughs> God damn it, Lenny! <laughs> Uh, you know, and I'm saying this very honestly, not just because I'm on your podcast. Never. Oh, shit. That's the wrong answer. You're supposed to bring it. Anyway, so wait. Tell it was him. the truthful answer. Okay. I mean. That's what I like. He just okay. doesn't. God damn it, Lenny. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. But- All right. No, back to Lenny's question. Sorry, I, I interrupted it, you. There was a lot of what? You'd give us your answer again since Neil interrupted. <laughs> it was a good that's shoot. okay. Uh, there were, I think there were a lot of things working against the production in terms of it, you know, I, I have no children, but I feel like the Fremantle was in labor with this show for so long, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like it, it was supposed to happen months ago and it was, you know, a lot of excitement and just, you know, really wanting to get it done. And despite all of the ways that it could have gone wrong, just from people trying to work too fast or not thinking things through. I think that the production overall was very thorough. Um, again, it was very safe, and it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, good! It was a lot of fun. 
listeners, I hope you watch so we can all do it again. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully without COVID. Well, <laughs> you've you've done game shows and you've seen probably from what I hear, they they can be a nightmare to like starts and stops and starts and stops. And so, do you, in your opinion, after watching it, just yeah, as a observer, do we have a hit on our hands? I think we do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. A hundred percent. I mean, it, it, it couldn't have been written as well as it turned out. I think oh, like wow. it was good from everything from how wonderful Leslie is obviously to our enthusiastic contestants, um, to how amazing the set looks like it's, it's a hit. I, oh, wow. I have no doubt. Do you like doing game shows or compare that to like movies or, or, um, you know, other shows, um, the voice, I mean, is it, it doesn't matter. It's a gig or do you have a preference? Um, you know, I, I, I don't have a, a preference per se. I really enjoy game shows, uh, game shows are, you know, even if a game show isn't live in terms of its broadcast, it has a lot of the elements of live that I love. It's got the energy. It's, you know, you can't, you can't really pick things up and start over because it messes with the game. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. And I really love that element of game shows and competition shows, but more game shows than competition shows. Cause competition shows can be a little different. Mm. Well, that's good. And yeah, do you, do you what have... would it have been like if the crowd was there? Like if you think, what would a supermarket have been if, if we had a f- full crowd in there and in, in front of studio, audience? Uh, you know, I, I think it would have been fun. I think it would have given it a, I mean, there's always an energy when you have a, a live audience, right? Right. Um, there's always just like kind of an element of fun. But that being said, I don't think not having one makes the show less fun. Right. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, props, major props to Leslie, because I, I know or I can imagine how hard it is to do anything comedic without an audience there. Um and that that can feel awkward or, you know, <laughs> you're not sure if something worked because no one's laughing, but no one's laughing because no one's there. Um, <laughs> and she she navigated that water like a pro. Yeah, it was really funny. Like the crew was laughing. We were laughing in the back. I mean, the contestants were laughing. Um, I, when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, does it even need do we need an audience? You know what I mean? Imagine if we had one. I totally forgot that we didn't have one after a while. You know, it was just yeah. it was really weird. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. All right, the third corner I want to talk about is Los Angeles itself. You were born and raised in Los Angeles, um, the city of angels. Um, yep. All right, give me your overall impression. I'm guessing you've gone other places at this point. Was show like a Showtime at the I Apollo? Have. Was that in New York? Did you have to come here for it a while? Yep. Okay, so it was in New York. you got to experience a little New York. How do you feel now about your city? You're still very proud of uh, being a Los Angelino? I am. You know, especially especially in this industry, I, you know, I get a lot of questions about, you know, oh, what was it like, you know, growing up in L.A.? And, and you, you get kind of put on this pedestal that you didn't earn. <laughs> um Oh, and, well, let me knock that down honest. for you in a couple of minutes. That's <laughs> yeah. why. No, no, go like ahead. Go ahead. Finish. But go ahead. Um, and I was going to say there, there isn't one there, you know, growing up is growing up and it's what you know, but the basics are still the same. You know, you, you still grow up with, you know, whoever you grow up with, you make friends and you, you know, go to high school and more often than not that sucks, but you look back on it fondly <laughs> and, uh, 
it the the moving parts are are all the same that it would be anywhere really um but i am a proud angelino my parents are both transplants my dad was from uh, a suburb of chicago my mom is from uh, wilmington delaware uh, probably the only other person other than Joe Biden that can say <laughs> that you might know that's from Wilmington, Delaware. Wow. Um, but uh, so my parents were, my parents raised us with a humility of like, this was our dream, you know, to come here and to, you know, start careers for ourselves. And you guys, you I, know, are, are very lucky. And I've always felt very lucky to grow up, grow up here. Wait, are they, in the, of it. are they in the business? They both, yep. What did they come out here to do? I mean, come out here. I'm, they I'm both sitting in came New York. out here to uh, pursue. Uh, f- my dad pursued film. My dad was a film editor. Um, my mom uh, does TV. Oh wow, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we'll have to look. We'll have to look out for her. Um, <laughs> what production is she working on? Is she working on? Is she proud of you? And uh, do they like that you're in showbiz? Um. She is proud of me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Whether they, you know, I think if you asked either of them, they would tell you that it's not a career they would have picked for me Mm. um, because because it's hard. It's a tough business. Um, Not because it's, you know, not because it's not rewarding or because they regret their own choices, but it's just hard. And, you know, you you as a parent don't want to know your kid doesn't have a job and they don't know when they're going to have a job and it's not that they're not trying it's just you know well that sometimes that's the way the cards fall that's a good segue because everybody at least i think of los angeles and neil will probably attest to this like if you're going out to la as far as being in show business and you have a gig then la could be a pretty cool place you know if you go out there yeah. on speculation that and you don't have a job and try and find one, L.A. can be very, very different and very lonely. And it's like, a I don't know, everybody to me, everybody lives in their car. And um, Lenny, <laughs> Lenny hates L.A. I hate L.A. <laughs> I, but I hate well, L- you know, it's the it's people are nice when you meet I them. I feel like I feel like the worst the, the worst parts about L.A. are the people that come to L.A. and feels that the city owes them something um, that they feel like, Oh, well I went to film school. And so that means I should be a director as soon as I get out there. (laughs) That's right. No, you know, and they, (laughs) and instead of looking at it objectively and looking at it like, well, it's just the business. It's so many of us have this model, whether it's from our parents or other influences in our lives, that their career should be a trajectory that they start here. And in two years, they're this like this position two years after that, they get promoted and you move up and up. And this is just not a a linear career path in the same way. Um, But people forget that. And then they come out here and they're, I've seen people offended that (laughs) they're asked to be a PA. Um, And for me, it's like, no, you know, you, you have to, you know, do what you have to do. And every, every business opportunity is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to meet people and, more people that will possibly remember you and just, you know, keep going. Even if you have to take a step back. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you're starting to move up and you know, things are a little dry and you have to PA again or something, it's still not a step backwards. You're still ultimately building contacts and building future relationships for bigger and better things. We have uh, the same problem here. We have a lot of like cab drivers who will swear they were doctors in their country (laughs) (laughs) and they were forced to be cab drivers. Yeah. 
Um, I always feel bad for him. When um, you don't have medical care, that's where I go. <laughs> Neil goes in and gets like, in a cab. Were you a doctor? Yeah, are you a doctor? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you only meet, if you stay here long enough, you'll meet at least one yeah. guy who will tell you, in my country, I yeah. was the president that's of something. That's where you go. If, if Trump gets four more years, that's where I'll be. That's where he'll be. That's where <laughs> health care will be. Where do you um, live in L.A.? But where or have you lived? Where do you live now? I, I live in Sun Valley, California. Oh, so it's, you still live in the valley. Uh, it's adjacent to Burbank. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, so about you, ten minutes northeast of Burbank. Oh, there you go. I mean, is so it's in. Is that considered the valley because it's oh, yeah. way hotter, right? It's, it is way hotter. So it's way it hot. It's a, and today is what one twenty in the valley. Uh, right now it's a clean uh one hundred and two. Sweet thirty five in the morning. Oh <laughs> shit! Is it hundred? But wow. if you go over the mountain, right, it'll be yeah. what eighty. Yeah, probably 80s or 90s. Oh, my you know, God. You know, maybe low 90s. I'm yeah. fascinated. I am fascinated by the weather. I mean, it was super nice when we were out there shooting supermarkets. Yeah, but we're right we, by the ocean. But we're right by the ocean. Yeah. But yeah. also... It's always nice weather right where we were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, where's your dream place to live in L.A.? Like, where do you want to live? Like, I guess Ooh. if I live there, I always like that. I don't mind West Hollywood. I thought that was kind of nice. West Hollywood is very nice. I, I really like, you know, the bougie side of me wants to say Larchmont. Um, oh, okay. You know, it's it's kind of South Hollywood. Um, I really like Larchmont. I also like um, just north of Koreatown. Um, there's a little area called Highland Park. Um, oh, most yeah. people will say Los Feliz, which, you know, if I had a clean five mil to drop on a house, I would have <laughs> yeah, live in Los Feliz. Either. That's where Bethel grew up, and that, that's that nice, area. too. It's All all that stuff's pretty good. I I like to areas. me, they all seem the same. They all have the <laughs> same pulse, like a like dying <laughs> i just have when you <laughs> i can walk down the street in new york and it jumps jumps out at you you know it, not some right people now. think it's too tense even now neil no not right neil, now. neil i'm telling you yeah. it is like you the walk down the street guy jumps out at you right now people but it's are it's not I, how many people like booming right now first of all homeless people in la let me start right now yeah, I, yeah. I swear to god if i asked them do you have a resume on them they'd pull it out and do a soliloquy that's what it feels like i feel like they're acting you know what i had that way more in new york than i ever have here really yeah, my brother my brother actually lives in Hell's Kitchen, so I, I come to New York every so often. Yeah. Um and we were we were man, I don't remember where we were. I think we were near Times Square, not in it, but near it. And uh we were walking around and a homeless guy approached us and was like, Hey, you know, I have a resume. Really? <laughs> if uh yeah, if you if you know of anybody looking, you know, for an employee, like please <laughs> give them my resume and in the meantime I'm just trying to get some food for my daughter and I I of course, you know, am am moved and my brother's just looking at me like, What the fuck? Like let's keep going. Like, he played so, you. He saw he oh, saw man. a weak link, he got yeah, to you. Wow. See, he I, did. <laughs> no, he did. He sure did. And my brother was so angry with me when that yep. was all over. He's like, I cannot believe that's, wait, wait. He just did that. That's that's my second point about L.A. Soft as butter, like soft sure. as butter, like your sweet oh, sure. people. I don't know if it's passive aggressive or soft, but I mean, I just laugh. I like, would have given money because the resume is a great homeless bit. I love that bit. I haven't seen the resume. Homeless I haven't bit seen the resume time. homeless bit. I've seen the everything else. Right. Yeah, Neil? I've seen the, the monologue, all that kind of stuff. But the home, the resume, I like that bit. Is your brother in the business, too? My brother is a musical director. Oh, so nice. So for, is it, wow, your family is all in Broadway. The <laughs> uh, he he has not done any Broadway projects yet. He's done a few off Broadway projects. Uh, he teaches 
Uh, he just finished uh, a teaching program at Columbia. Look at that. Um, wow. So what is, what's your dinner table at your family like? Is it a serious competition? Like who's <laughs> kicking ass more? <laughs> who's got the oh, best yeah. game right yeah. now? Uh, yeah. Oh, a, no. little oh, a little no. bit? A little bit? A little bit? <laughs> no, you know, it, it's it's become a lot fun, a, a lot more fun as we've gotten older um, to, you know, I I have a firm rule. I, I actually don't tell most people about my parents because I don't want an impression to be given about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But I not not based on my parents, but I just I never want people to think that I've gotten where I have, you know, right. I am where I am because of my parents, because. That's certainly not true. Yeah, you've gone uh, to L.A. where there are 4.2 earthquakes when I was there. Thank you. Oh, uh, I needed I mean, that like a hole in the head. Luckily, the Sunset Tower was built for, for that. Come for a real scary one. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> come for a real scary one, and then you'll you'll think that the 4.2 felt uh, uh It was 7.30 like nice in the morning. 7.30 in the morning. The thing starts shaking. The Sunset Tower starts shaking. Um, and my phone goes off, and it's Leslie. Did you feel that? Right. And I'm like, I'm at the airport. That's what I texted back. I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving right now. I'm out. Yep. I'm out. No, I don't need an earthquake. Um, wait, there's also luckily fire seasons coming up. You got smog 24 yep. seven and they're not yep. big on water there. Nice, sweet drought every now and then. So I don't know. L.A., I guess you got to be tough to make it through the weather conditions, even when it's bad or earthquakes. I mean, there's something you could die at any moment. That's how I feel out in L.A. If you're not in a car. Yeah, but you kind of can anywhere. That's you know, true. Anywhere you are, you can yeah, get Not that New York is safe. Yeah, that's true. Wait, I don't know. is there anything you like about L.A., Lenny? I actually, to be honest with you, surprisingly enough, I did like the weather. Obviously, if they didn't have okay. good weather there, the I'd weather. shoot myself. But but um you like the, the food was the surprisingly place, good the place mendocino, mendocino farms that's all he talks about this i like have you ever been oh, really? place yeah i like that place they make good sandwiches oh <laughs> you guys next time next time you come out pandemic pending uh we'll we'll go to some really good all right good, good. spots in la i but i believe la some has some of the best food in the country we we actually we every time i'm there we actually have pretty good food and a range of it we had tacos we had italian we had like it was good. We had a walk to everywhere, which was which was fine for the pandemic and was actually close to where we had to go. And usually that's that's on occurrence. Usually you have to get in your car. And Leslie gave us this whole speech about not walking in L.A. We could die. I'm like, um, I think I'll be OK. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you deal with I don't know how you deal with all that um, weird smog, fire, drought stuff and the traffic. Apparently, because of pandemic, the traffic's not that bad. But I've been there when the traffic is just brutal and you have to drive everywhere. Or everybody drives everywhere and you can't park anywhere and you got to valet everything. I don't know how you do that either. Crazy. You know, the traffic thing is easier to navigate because it's very predictable for the most part. You kind of like if you can avoid driving. I mean, never drive on the 405. That's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> never, ever go on the, on the 405. Never drive um, on the 405. But... <laughs> Avoid the 405 at all costs. But otherwise, <laughs> it's pretty predictable when traffic will be. Um, you know, I know that there's the whole thing about wherever you live in L.A., you're 20 minutes from everything. And it's kind of true. Um, <laughs> at least. But, um, you know, it's it's easy to it's easy to avoid traffic when you know it's going to it's going to happen. You know, you just try not to drive between four and seven, basically. Well, did, have, if you can avoid it. Now, has that been good during the pandemic that you've been zooming everything? Is that have you enjoyed staying at home, not having to get go out in traffic and all that crap? Or uh, not really? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, especially 
uh, supermarket sweep, uh, that drive for me normally would have taken me about two hours um, every oh, morning. Wow. Um, Holy two hours. Of the pen, yeah. Because oh I live God. in a part of the valley that I have to cut essentially diagonally across and then down um, to go to Santa Monica. And um, normally that cut down is an hour. And then once I finally get to the south point of the valley, it's another hour to get oh down to Santa Monica. Shit. And Burbank yeah. was the original spot, right? Yeah, which was, you know, 10 minutes from my house. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pandemic or not. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, that's a big difference. Because of, you know lack of covid traffic i still made it i still made it to supermarket in about 45 minutes to an hour all right well if you two which I'll take it sounds like you can live 20 minutes from anywhere but also two hours from anywhere it depends 100 percent. well <laughs> especially the west side i can't wait two hours to the west side for sure four hours from vegas can't wait for season two so we have a two-hour drive everywhere we want to go all right let's go on to the last one Hey, we're going to play a little game called This, That, and the Other Thing. I'm going to give you a choice of one of two things, or maybe three things. You can choose one of the two, or you can go off the board and choose a third one. That's how we play this okay. game. Okay, very easy. All right, grapes. Gina goes out and buys all these grapes. Okay, uh, green or red? Do you eat grapes, Neil? Green. green. Neil? I'm, I'm green. I'm definitely green. Sometimes she comes back with the red. But the red, they taste the same. No, they don't. The a red's little a, bit. They're a it's little too a, sweet, and it's got a little... My tongue gets a little fuzzy. I don't know how to describe it. Oh, with the red? The red, yeah. I think it's the visual thing that's haunting you. No, <laughs> it's okay. Like, visually, you think no, it's that the okay. reds are bad. No, they're fine. So green, I like green better. Uh, I, I Why'd think, you say green? I think green... I, I grew up eating the green ones, like, as a treat. Yes. Like, that would be a special day that we'd have grapes or something. So I like them, but I rarely go. I rarely buy grapes. I like <laughs> grapes that you know for the wine. That's about it. <laughs> and why, in my house in Pennsylvania, we do have grapes. We're growing. We have. A, You're growing grapes. We have grapes. We're gonna grow. We're doing a vineyard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Nice. Yeah. It's it's nothing. It's, it's only got like Casey. one. No, that's not. I'll send you a picture of the grape. The vine. grapes. Yeah, it's just the very, grape vine. It'll be seven grapes, like, Casey. Have you been to Napa before? <laughs> have you been yeah. up to Napa? Yeah. Have Me? You, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's that. It's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Neil take I figured probably not, but you know, we can we can pretend. Have you taken a Napa? Cuz that's what Neil does when no, he goes I to love Napa. We could talk about that. That's our next 15 minutes. <laughs> I uh, I love Northern California to be honest. I I'm a Northern California girl at heart. I love Northern California. Yeah. It is very nice except for maybe the Trump people. Anyway, next one, Oreos. Um, regular, double stuff, mega stuff. What is mega stuff? They have like a mega uh, stuff. It's like double, double stuff. Is that like a super size? Like it's going to kill like a you? Triple. I don't know. I've seen the mega Sounds stuff. Sounds like the uh, the diet double Mountain Dew joke in South Park. Diet <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> <laughs> double. I like that. I like that. Regular, double stuff, or mega stuff. I'm, Casey doesn't know mega stuff. So you can go regular or double stuff. Casey. Do we have that? I'd in say the, double stuff. You know. You know Go yeah. big or go home, but yeah. not too big. Did we have did we have Oreos in the supermarket? We did have Oreos and actually went through this. They actually have regular Oreos. They didn't have double stuff. And so I asked for Oreo double stuff in one of the lists, the shopping lists. And they were like, we don't have it. And then, of course, okay, so I changed the whole bit. And then I'm walking through the store and there's the Oreos. Double stuff? No, just regular. I'm oh, like, regular. That would have been fine. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. they, and because I didn't, again, classic California, Nobody asks. They just go, we don't have it. Rather than come back and go, we just have the regular. 
I'm like, just tell me I'm regular. Yeah, and then you wouldn't have to change everything. They wouldn't have to change anything. It would just said regular Oreos. Oh, man. All right. Regular, double stuff, mega stuff. I'm going double stuff. That's just right. It's not mega stuff. It's too much. The regular, I'm not into anymore. The Everybody everybody eats it for the middle, but that's a nice yeah, mix. I don't. I, if I'm going to eat chocolate now, I'm going for something like Le'Veon Bakery. I'm oh, just you not, went off the board? I'm just not oh, going. I'm sorry, fancy people. I'm not going Oreo. I'm not wasting my... Really? Yeah, because I can only eat so much shit, so I'm not, not going to waste it on an Oreo <laughs> cookie. You know what I mean? If really? I, yeah, I'm not wasting on an Oreo. Oh, anymore. man. No Pop-Tarts, Oreo cookies, none of that shit. We were just at Trader Joe's, and they have a, they have a black and white cookie like a like an oreo but black on one side white on the other yeah, side yeah i like those and then they have strawberry in the middle okay that's worth a look see yeah, i think that, it's called that i would do napolitano or oh. something like that yeah well because marvelous miss mazel i had to go out and try a black and white cookie because they talked about it i think in that show yeah i gotta get a good one or anthony bourdain talk, someone talked about a black and white cookie and i ran out and got a black and white cookie yeah and they, mm. no you have to get them at a certain place you can't just bl- you're not yeah. would you go to the corner bodega and get a black and white cookie <laughs> wherever That's i went crap. it had been sitting there for a while yeah exactly it's in that <laughs> wrapper oh my god of course you did and it wasn't as fun as the tv show yeah. i saw the did tv get- show, whatever it was anthony bourdain i think it might have i don't know someone's it looks so good you basically just said i want pizza let me go to domino's like Ooh, what i know why you go to a place that really makes good black and white cookies. Okay. All right. Let's do the next one. All right. You've got to wear a mask, right? Everybody's got to wear a mask now. You going with the N95 mask to filter everything, or now are you going with the mask with some kind of funny pattern on it? Cats or whatever you got, Neil. What's the mask you got right there? Well, I mean, if we're going to start with mask, I mean, I got the best mask ever. Okay. Neil swears by this. This is a sure Tommy Copper now we saw him at Tommy home. Tommy Copper. I I accidentally went to Home Depot. I don't go to Home Depot usual because they're Trump supporters, but I do like Home Depot. Okay. But anyways, they had these amazing masks, and it kept me safe through the whole supermarket thing. And then I ordered about ten more of them, so we have like six of them, and right. they're amazing. They're comfortable, Wait. and I actually enjoy wearing a mask. I how, can't quite tell you how they're just amazing. What? Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. You ordered ten of them, but you only got six of them. <laughs> What well, did you just I, say? I left. We left two out in L.A. accidentally, <laughs> and then I gave I gave two to my parents. Okay, so now we're down to like six. You're a Tommy Copper family. I think How about you, Casey? You know, N95. Although I do love my little supermarket sweet mask. That's Fun to true. wear to the grocery store. You made that, right? Um, uh, our gaming operator made them. Jeez. Um, Does it have the logo on it? Did it have the logo on yeah. it? Yeah. Oh shit, those yeah, are little nice. Black mask with the logo. And I gotta get um, in good with these gaming. You gotta operators. sell that on eBay. You could get some serious cash for that. Exactly. That should be my <laughs> mask now. I'll should, buy it. I should be promoting that mask. Wait, do you wear a mask? Like, are you? Do you like wearing a mask? Case. Yeah, I mean, I I certainly don't mind wearing a mask. Uh, I I wear glasses. As, as you know, so sometimes a mask, you know, fogs up my lenses, but it's not going to keep me from wearing a mask. And so from the beginning, you've been a mask person. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. And Lenny, from the beginning, you've been a mask person? I don't know what you're saying. From the beginning. From the, from from the, the time very, I was supposed from, to wear a mask. No, from end of February, March, when they start saying, are you, you're not walking out with a mask. You don't buy into the mask right away. Um, yeah, I bought into the mask right away. What are you talking about? That was the most was scared stiff. Okay. Gina went out and got a bunch of N95. She she went out and got the N95. So you're mask. that's your go to. Then, then I went the, when they didn't even have masks. I got all these. You got the fake the I got fake, the fake N- mask. N95 mask. Yeah, I got the fake ones. I got the KN95 mask from Korea. Oh uh, yeah, those are fake. 
I got N95 mask. I got KN95 mask. I got funny pattern mask. Now I got Giants mask and Yankees Jesus mask. Christ. Yeah, just cover your face, everybody. Oh, it depends God. on what mood I'm in. And but now, if I know if I'm going into a like a, a store or something yeah. like that, that I'm going to be there for a while, I get I take out the best mask I have to filter out all the stuff. Okay, now do both of you guys, if someone, if you're around somebody and they're not, they don't have their mask on properly, do you say something to them? Depends where I am. Where am I? Okay, if you're like in uh in a store like Trader Joe's, do you say something to somebody? Um, no, I just stay away. I I literally walk in the opposite direction. Okay, you don't say put your mask on. Cover well, up, I mean, cover if up you your say, nose. I I have same. same. I don't say anything. I just stay away. This what if what if they're talking to you and it's not covering up their nose? Do you say can you put that above your nose or you just sit there and take it? I did. Wait, I did. You know when I did it on the on the ride to the airport for supermarket sweep. The guy who picked me up, he had it on his mouth but didn't have it on his nose. Right. So he's like, oh, you brought like, down the hammer. So he said to me, he said to me, he goes, are you? He goes, uh, what what terminal are you going to? Whatever. Yeah. And I said, um, I'll tell you, but first put that mask over your face. Oh, over wow. Your nose. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? That's pretty And he bold. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I did it. <laughs> That's right. a New Yorker, Casey. There you, you go, do, Casey. Do you, do, do you say it to people oh, if you Ka- see him? Casey's from LA. She just died. She, oh, yeah. She'll die in the backseat of the car. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I can't recall a time where that's happened to me where someone's been talking to me without a mask on properly but i think if i think if i were in that situation i would take a couple steps back but you, but you wouldn't say <laughs> and try anything to give them the hint that way oh you do I'd say something if it was egregious you know if some if they had you know one loop off their ear and they're like hey man then yeah <laughs> <You're> like, hey. <laughs> well this is what my doorman does and he's a doorman slash porter he has his mask on and then he sees me yeah. and he goes, hey, what's up, Neil? How's it going? I'm like, good, good, good. He's like, I got to tell you something. So he's about to tell me a joke because he knows I do comedy. And then he takes off his mask completely to tell me like a on joke. That little tiny elevator? Yeah, to tell me like a wait, wait, wait. not this... politically correct joke. So not only is, it, uh, is he offending me in that way, <laughs> even though he's not because I don't get offended. But then he <laughs> takes off his mask. He's doing the double thing. And then I'm like. But Wait, I, are you on the elevator I'm at this just point? Just me and him on the elevator. Okay, it's this elevator is so tiny, tor- Casey. Torture, Casey. Uh, Neil will be dead in a week. I know. Bye, Neil. I know. Nice knowing you. Yeah, you gotta. Can't you just be like, yeah, yeah, put your mask on? I have my. I go. I did say one time, like you can keep your mask on while you tell me. There you go. Yeah, but the, he does it every time. So then I keep mm-hmm. my mask on, and then I hold my breath. Yeah. <laughs> so then I can't <laughs> respond to anything. I can't laugh at his joke. There you go. Come to New York, Casey. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anytime. You let me know. All right. Let's do the next one. All right. Okay. I'm going to give you, you have, you need a superpower, right? All right. I'm going to give you a superpower. You can, you either fly or you'd rather read minds. Read minds. Neil, you want to fly? Flying a hundred, like that's my that's my dream. Flying, I've always had the flying dream. Da, 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 da. Yeah, just like Psh. I've always since I was little, I've had the same flying dream that I only have can fly for so long. What do you mean? I only have so much fly in me, oh, and really? so I can fly. I've always had the same dream where I fly and then I start running out of flying power, <laughs> and so it's just like the most annoying dream ever. In that, like, eventually I can't in my dream I can't fly anymore, and that's. <laughs> And then what you just keep trying Wait, to go. Wait, do you mean you just like fall to the ground? Like yeah, I just don't. Just, I oh. just don't have the power anymore. It's so it's, it's the most depressing <laughs> dream because I used up. I blow it all my flying power out early. 
and I've had this dream forever. And sometimes I look forward to having this dream just to fly a little bit. Does that make sense? <laughs> You're like Superman, but you lose it mid superpower. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! And it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a. Oh my god! It's a nose diving Neo. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me funny because they made the movie with Jamie Foxx that, that's come out where they take the pill and it only lasts like five minutes. Yeah, five yeah. minutes. But that's they don't have like those kind of powers. Yeah, but you've been living that life in your dreams for a while. Flying would be amazing. What would you choose? I think read minds. I okay, you you both. Why would you guys both? Well, go first for of read all, mine? if I was flying, I'd be the only one flying, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'd be just who's that wacko flying? Somebody would shoot me out of the sky. You know that, right? <laughs> Some nut on a roof. Definitely. What am I gonna do? What, am I going to save cats all day? I'm not. <laughs> but what are you going to read minds like Mel Gibson in a movie? Read minds. You want to know what people are thinking. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. You yeah. saw the movie with Mel Gibson. It was torture for him. I'm just saying. You could turn oh, it on Oh, he only read. He read girls' minds. <laughs> Didn't he? Isn't that the movie? Casey, help me out. Isn't that Mel Gibson? What was the movie? What women yeah, want. what women want. He could only hear what women wanted. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah. And that was bad. I mean, it, it seemed like a good idea. The movie got made. Mm-hmm. Well, t- <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm afraid of heights, so I'm okay with not flying. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wait, when you do uh, get vertigo, when you get up, up high? You you know, yes. The first time I ever had vertigo was actually in the Apollo. I was way in the top. and uh, Oh, my God. Oh, it, it hit it you there? It felt very much like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> did you tell anybody or did you just suck it up? I, I actually fell to the ground. Oh, like I, I oh my Lord. It was a very extreme how do you, vertigo. Well, how do you uh, fly? Episode. Yeah, I get shaky legs on, I get that on vertigo stuff. stuff. No, when I'm up on a, like a really high bridge, like it oh, freaks wow. me out a little bit. Okay. This yeah, I, I got that same thing. It's awful. It's weird. How long did you live in LA? Uh, I lived in LA for like three years. Yeah, see, it, and it, and she's lived there her whole life. Now you know why. Yeah. Now you know. We're all soft. 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 Soft as butter. <laughs> soft as butter. You could spin. Not the, past aggressive. You could. Soft. Yeah, exactly. You could <laughs> both. You could spin this room upside down. Oh, shit. I wouldn't crack. Um, all right. Let's do one more. Um, okay. Political convention. Uh-oh. Okay. You've been watching it on TV, I'm sure. Right. Is it better yeah. with? You want it next year with the camera, with the arena, or you want it like it is now, just whatever they're doing now? Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Well, there's so many funny parts of this convention, so I have to think that I want it with the crowd. It's just so much better and, and more exciting. But I do have, I do. There's so many funny parts of this that just drive me crazy on the Zoom thing. That I don't know. I don't. It's hard. It's hard to say. But I would definitely do it with a crowd. Okay, Casey, with or without a crowd. You know, I, I, I'm kind of fine without, to be honest. Oh, you're, I, you're all I, in Zoom. Well, yeah. I'm watching it yesterday. I'm like, I think without, I think it's better without, yeah. rather than standing up there in front of these crazy sycophants who are just every time you yell Trump, it's like some they'll they'll boo, or every time they they yell, you know, say something American, you know, it's like. Without the speeches are better. I can hear well, what they're, they're saying. Pl- I like the, it's that. It's not something rah, could rah. go wrong though. And if it's live, something can go wrong, and you get the Clint Eastwood moment. And talking you, to a chair. I don't. Yeah, need that. you get all these crazy no, moments. These so people I like talking at a camera. He could talk to a chair on tape. Talking to the camera. Delegates from around the country yesterday were cool when they cut to that. They cut right to the chase. They, you know, the the women stood out yesterday. Michelle Obama killed. I can hear every word she's saying. You don't, have to be, you don't have to be I, nervous in front of a crowd, right? So yeah, it's like, yeah, it's I do like that. I think the funniest part about the convention is I don't know how anybody 
cannot <laughs> vote for just the there's no the compassion right? just no there's no star the, all the the celebrities bruce springsteen well, scott bayo it, dude it, it's just it's so embarrassing chachi it's so gonna, embarrassing dude it's gonna be chachi the my pillow guy <laughs> it's so Ted embarrassing <laughs> i can't imagine anyone would I, that would just be like so i can't wrong. vote for anybody that like just that alone would be like what the, okay the, the hat I, with yeah. the, the red hat <laughs> there's no other people Are you for kidding? the Republic. i know it's all wearing flags. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot more personal in the Zoom. You know, I I agree. <laughs> I it's felt like Michelle Obama was talking to me. To me, she right? Wasn't. But of course, like I felt like she was talking to me. Right, direct um, to camera, not to this audience of goofballs that we just happen to be watching. It's almost like it gives you chills, like and on both sides when you're not if you're watching a party that you don't like, it probably makes you sick watching all these people dance around you know yeah and they're all dancing yeah. with the little placards in the arena like ding 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 like they're i don't know what they're dancing about like just, yeah i i don't know I, I i like it live better but i i respect both you guys decisions. all right all right i all think right. what we're all really saying here is go vote <laughs> go vote <laughs> exactly for the love of god all right oh, this has got to end real quick last one supermarket sweep would you rather be Uh-oh. now casey you've seen that on tv if i had to give you a part in that show you were an actress would you rather be neil Bethel or DC Benny? Like, who had the part that you wanted oh. the most? And even Neil. Neil, would you stay with Man. your part? or well, Just choose the one that has the least chance of getting cut out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's whoever, so afraid no, he's going to get out Whoever you choose is going to be the one that has the least cut to, chance to get cut. Neil is petrified of the editor. I'd like to tell you that right now. Oh, don't be afraid of editors. Oh, God, don't I be am. Afraid. Please. Okay, go I ahead, am. Casey. You, you saw know, it. Man. You could be Leslie too. Uh, you want to be the host? I mean, I was pretty dumb. You could be super dumb. It's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, ooh. It's hard because you all are so different. You know, like all of your characters. Well, that's are why so it's this, that, or the other different. thing. Just you won't offend me. Just choose any. Oh, and also Rich is in there. Oh, that's More right. Rich quiet, is in there. That's quiet, true. Unassuming uh, checkout person. That's right. Eye candy. Yeah, eye candy. Go. <laughs> Go ahead and say um, DC. Just do it. I think I'm going to no, go. I'll I go mean, first. I, I would have said either probably you, Neil, or DC. There you go. You know, you. and DC because I'm, I'm into the, you know, the cool. one-liner in and out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think DC, too. I think the way the thing is shot, it, I was saying that it's most um, conducive to just because the layout of the floor and the way, you know, the blocking of the whole thing and the lines we gave him. Yeah, I think DC, that would be my part as well. Just okay. because it's in the right place and at the right time for the show. And I could write those lines forever. Um, How about you, Neil? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and choose uh, Neil's D- too dumb. DC I can't also because DC's super hot and he's a good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would choose uh, Bethel because what? I live you with Bethel. You wouldn't choose your own part? No, I would choose Bethel. You would it's, jump in. Yeah, because Bethel could listen to this, so I'm definitely choosing <laughs> Bethel. <laughs> and I do like Bethel's black glasses. She was super funny. Oh, we can give you black glasses. Do you want me to dork it up for you a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I didn't you get You weren't dorky glasses. enough I the wanted show? to. Just I mean, I did me put you in yoga show. pants. Just don't cut me out of the show. Right. Uh, wait, I have a question for both of you guys. Okay, here's my question. Right. I was doing this at Hurry the up. show. Okay, We're ready? out of time. Yep. Okay, do you, do you not take the job on the show, both you guys? And you get, but you get straight to, you get one chance straight at the hundred thousand 
and obviously to be on TV. So I, I guarantee, understand. I guarantee that you'll be a contestant on the show and okay. get a chance to win a hundred thousand, rather than be in the show like you are. Rather to do anything on the show because you okay. don't, you don't know that the show is gonna where it's gonna go from here. So right. I'm giving you a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars, but you can't take your job that you Ooh, just had. That's pretty interesting. Do you understand? Casey? I'm gonna keep oh, the show. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I keep understand. the job I just had. It's pretty good. But I'm guaranteeing. Yeah, I'm gonna keep the job I just had. Oh, instead of going for instead one, of going straight yeah. for the hundred, the hundred thousand. And super fame, you get fame for a hundred thousand. All your friends what will be fame? like, "I saw you on Super. You won a hundred thousand. Nobody remembers who won game shows unless no, you're I know, Jenny. but it sounded fun. Okay, what okay. about you? You want to go for it? You want to give up this job as a security guard and go for the hundred thousand? I'll tell you at the end of October or the beginning of October. <laughs> when you, well, oh, when you get see if he gets cut out of the show. All right. Okay. All right, the way we end the show every week is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. I'm going to go first. My good thing of the week is I got my check from Supermarket Sweep, which oh, is why right. I would not trade Dinner it for time. the $100,000 <laughs> run because it was a pretty good check. So um, I'm going to stay with I got paid. Thank you very much. It's a fun time. Please let's, let us let us make a thousand more of these shows. Um, Casey, you go second. One good thing or one bad thing of the week. I hear you have a combo. Is that true? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, my, my bad thing of the week, uh, and I, I have to make this funny because if I don't, it's, <laughs> I just cry. Um, so yesterday I got into a car accident. Okay. <laughs> oh my Lord. That's funny. Um, you drop an ALS on us on a car accident in the same. My episode. car is one payment away oh, from being paid off. Shit. One payment away. Oh no. And a year early. And I've been saying to myself, God, this is what always happens. Like, of course, <laughs> you know, right when you're at the finish line, something happens to your car. Oh, and no. sure enough, thankfully, my car is okay. okay, uh, okay. Thankfully, you know, it's it's not a huge, huge deal. Um, but see, that's it's, my bad thing this week. It's <laughs> not even a huge deal. You know why? Because even in L.A., the cars are soft. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Wait, was it your fault? I, and I drive a Prius, so I drive a oh, soft oh, car shit, for anybody. Was it your um, fault? No, it was not my fault. I was uh, stopped to turn into uh, the plot. There's a grocery store around the corner from my house, and it's in kind of a plaza outdoor mall oh, thing. No. So I was uh, stopped to turn into the parking lot. And I was stopped because a handicapped woman was crossing the road. Oh. Of course, I'm going to be fully stopped. I'm yeah. not going to, you know, inch up and try to make her go faster, right. obviously. Oh, no, um, she got you. And a guy just didn't see me and mm. plowed into the back of my car. Thankfully, uh. did not hit the handicapped woman. Thank uh. God. Oh um, God. Thankfully, hit nobody. But uh, Now, Lenny would have yelled at the handicapped lady and told her, like, no. get out of the way. No, I would have got out of the car and <laughs> probably killed the guy behind me who hit me. Um, uh, well, you I'm saved a life. I guess that's the best way go. to look at it. That is, yeah, it's a good and a bad thing. Yeah, there you go. There you I go. like that. Okay, so that was a good thing. At the end of the day, what's yours? I had a good thing. Uh oh. I went for the record walk. I went. I was trying to get thirty thousand steps on my phone yesterday. Thirty thousand. How many miles is that? I don't know, but I got to twenty like four thousand or twenty three thousand. I was that, that that's that was pretty impressed. I should have put a Fitbit on when we did supermarket. I, I was just, running around. That oh yeah, you might have done twenty thousand steps mm-hmm. that day. There you go. Man. That's what I do. I obsess 000? about my steps. Did the doctor say you got to do that because of your migraine? No, the doctor. I got a migraine and then said that I was just taking care of myself. I thought it was No, the doctor 000? says I'm crazy. That's what he told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I he's will like, everything's that. fine. You're just crazy. And he's like, relax. That's what he told me. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. He's been diagnosed. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Casey Masamitsu. Thank you so much yeah, for doing for this. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Your Twitter, I have you yeah, as... thank you guys. ...as Casey Saurus, C-A-S-E-Y-S-A-U-R-E-S-S-S, or on Instagram, at Casey Fornication. I see what you did there. That's California, either that or you got some other side job. You got a side job we don't know about. That's what I like that. I like that. Casey Fornication. All right. Um, again, thank you for doing this, and we hope to see you soon, right? Yeah. We'll yeah. And yeah. If you, and Hopefully. Yeah. One way or the other. Either y'all come out and visit, or I'll come and visit y'all. Yeah, I mean, we'll co- either come out there and do, hopefully, a season two with you, or you'll come here, and uh, if you come see your brother, come see us. Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. Thank you so much All right, again thanks for, for doing this. this. All right. And we'll see. Thank you, guys. You got it. We'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Four Corners Podcast was created, hosted, produced, and engineered by me, Lenny Marcus. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.